Thanksgiving from Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I am Ralph, but as you heard from Jason Derulo just now, I am riding solo. My good friend Dave has a busy week. It's Thanksgiving. In fact, right now, it is as we speak Thanksgiving morning. You'll be listening to this. Probably your Thanksgiving has passed, unless you are a real fan. Uh, But we appreciate you being here. I am on my own today. So, riding solo, we're going to go through some stuff, try to put out about an hour. My lovely lady is sleeping, but I have been up since the crack of dawn. Um, I got up for, for a little workout this morning, and you know what? I was thinking, you know, as I got up on Thanksgiving morning to go to go lift, and by, by no means, actually, let me get this to do not disturb. Um, I, by no means, am some sort of a fitness guru. But I was thinking about what I like about getting up and and, uh, working out in the morning. Well, it's very simple. 60% clothing. Uh, I got some new kicks, got some nobles. They are very sweet. Got some new shorts uh, that accentuate all the the right, uh, you know, I don't know what you call that muscle. Is it a quad? Is it a quad? I think that's what you call it. Uh, let's see. Oh, t- uh, shirts cut into tank tops, uh, just in all the right ways. Uh, it covers up the little tum tum, but but accentuates all the all the good stuff. So sixty percent clothing, forty percent cinnamon cereal, milk, protein. Um, plenty of days. The only reason I work out is so I can feel not feel guilty drinking that cinnamon cereal milk mixed mixed with some milk. It is it is delicioso, as they say. Oh, I am in the garage. Kona is out there uh, keeping her outside so she doesn't wake Claire up. Uh, we'll see if she can if she can behave herself. So, on this Thanksgiving morning, um, we'll see if I can get it pulled up here. But uh, I was uh, I was thinking I I've set some over unders for today. Um, so I thought we might uh, we might start with that on Thanksgiving. So over unders. Let's see if my picks get pulled up here. All right, let's see. My picks, all contests. Where are the new ones? Um, 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 upcoming, upcoming, upcoming. Interesting. Well, I don't see them. So that might, I wonder if I close it out. Hold that thought. This is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting it figured out. My picks. No, still didn't pull up today's. All right, so I'll have to work on that on the break. Um, Let's get into um, a very a very sad uh, situation here. Um, I have made reference to uh, I've made reference to the uh, to the Guillotine League, and I believe last week I had a, a little bit of a um, I had a little bit of a uh, uh, segment called "Am I Crazy or Crazy Like a Fox?" Because I was starting some unfortunate folks in a Guillotine League. The worst team is eliminated every single week. And so you it's survival. You got to survive. And um well, let's see if this uh if this little intro sums up how my week went.
second. Did I disappoint you? Yes. Or let you down? Yep. Should I be feeling guilty? Mm-hmm. Or let the judges frown? Yep, uh-huh. Because I saw the end before we'd begun. Yes, I saw you were blind, and I knew I had one. So I took what's mine by tunnel. This song takes forever to get going. I want the line. I want it. Give it to me. Still not. Come on. Okay, there it is. All right. So in a guillotine league, you got to survive. And, you know, like any format, you have to learn as you go. I think you can try to teach somebody or you can try to learn when you're in a brand new format, but until you have the experience, I don't think you really can apply these things unless you're just unless you're just really lucky. So ultimately, what had happened was I planned to hold on to my budget because fab is everything in these kind of leagues. But as I mentioned before, I uh, I, I spent my last $56 on digs. So I have decided save your money unless you really need to. If you can survive without spending your money, that's great. You want studs you can rely on, not the boom bust guys because the bust can kill you. So I decided spending it on digs, who's very reliable, was, was a good strategy. But oversight, you have to plan for bye weeks. Much like in a vampire league when you, at least ours, where you can't trade, you have to plan for those bye weeks. So in this case, I did not plan for the bye weeks. And so my team was, in my humble opinion, y'all know how humble I am, my team was a real juggernaut. But I was killed by the bye weeks. So this was my team, if it's at full strength. Let me turn off James Blunt because that's getting to be depressing. If my team was at full strength, it looks like this. Lamar Jackson, Damian Pierce, Travis Etienne, uh, let's see, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Dallas Goddard, and then, uh, let's see, I'm missing, uh, oh, they would have not shown up already. Okay, Godwin, Mike Evans, Jeff Wilson. That was a great looking team. This week, I had several of those guys on by. I had Goddard get injured. I thought I was fine. I was not. So this week, what had happened was I got Christian Watson and A.J. Dillon in there right away. Christian Watson came through. A.J. Dillon did not. But coming out of that Thursday night game, I felt I felt good. I felt like out of those two guys, I got 20, almost 25 points. I was feeling very confident. Um, I also lost Goddard, but I had picked up Komet a few weeks ago. And Komet was looking studly for like three weeks in a row. I thought, okay. It's a pretty good tight end replacement. I can live with that. In that last space, I just decided on Pacheco over McKinnon. And that ended up to be the right choice. He got me 10 points. You can't really complain. Pacheco at the end of your starting lineup and in a in a week where you really where you really just needed some baseline for these guys that were coming in as extras. But my studs let me down. Lamar Jackson only got me 14. He had an off week. Damian Pierce had three points. Uh, Justin Jefferson, mostly because I, you know, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Justin Jefferson got me six points. Um, you know, Diggs had 14. That's fine. But, you know, 48 yards receiving is is not what you come to expect from him. And then Kenyon Drake only got me seven points. So I was eliminated. It was not particularly close. And, you know, I, I did have at least one person. Well, the guy I got into a little bit of a, um argument with, he did message me and kind of give me a peace sign because I I believe the last thing I said to him was, let's see whose strategy wins out because he thought that his fab would get him digs from me, even though I'd just spent all my fab on digs. Well, he he got the better of me. I couldn't make it happen. 
Very disappointing. So goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. I made it to top eight. I have done better in a guillotine league, but this shall not be the year that I win. Uh, just got a plan for those bye weeks. I will be looking at bye weeks hoard next year um, to make sure I don't have anybody, any, any weeks where I have multiple guys. You know, if I only didn't have the Buccaneers guys, Evans and Godwin, I think I, you know, I could have been fine if the other guys performed, but ETN and Jeff Wilson on the bench was, was just too rough. You know how I like those running backs. Just kidding, Dobbins. You know, I don't like running backs. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get into yummers and bummers for the week that was, um, as we go into, um, as we go into week, uh, as we go into week 12 here, Thanksgiving week, it's time to go back and look at week 11 and I'm doing all the yummers and bummers. So I'm going to try to keep it going here. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep this to an hour. Um, I might take a break if, if I'm, uh, no cigars this morning, no, uh, no, uh, alcoholic beverages. I'm just drinking the coffee, save that other stuff for later today on Thanksgiving. But, um, since I don't have my don't have my co-host Dave here to to team up with me. I'm doing all the yummers and bummers. So I might just not do two per team. I might just keep it moving and just do what needs to be done. And then uh, if I can find those, um, if I can find my picks, I can do a quick preview of the Thanksgiving games with my over-unders and let you know what I did there. I've never won an over-under, but I certainly feel confident about it. It's never been a problem for me. All right. Week 11, last Thursday night, we were sitting right here in this garage, and we had the Titans tighten up, toot toot, yeah, you know that thing that Dave does, 27 to 17 over the Packers. Um, I think the yummer has to uh, be Traylon Burks. Um, uh, overall, Traylon Burks was just, he came in, eight targets, caught seven for 111. That that team needs a receiving option to complement Derrick Henry, and now that Burks is back and healthy, it seems like that's going to be that's going to be the guy. Um, so Traylon Burks, go get him if he's available, but you play dynasty. He ain't available. Come on. If you've got him, you're happy. Um, on the other side, uh, the yummer would be Christian Watson. He seems to be the go-to guy for, um, for Green Bay, for, for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, without the stats that went to, uh, went to Christian Watson, Rodgers really didn't do anything. Uh, the bummer overall for this game has to be the running game for the, uh, for the Packers. Aaron Jones, very disappointing, continues to be disappointing, very up and down, mostly down. You can't rely on him right now, so that's the bummer for this game. And uh, I know you're used to Dave giving you a whole bunch of other stats for these games, but uh, I don't do that. That takes a lot of research. All right, we had the Falcons 27-24 to over the Bears. Uh, bummer, Justin Fields seems to be a little, little injured. He looked great again, at least running the ball, 18 for 85-1, and one, but he has an injured shoulder. So there's a good chance he doesn't play this week, and uh, they're being very, um, very uh, uh, coded language about how long he's even going to be out. Nobody's saying, nobody's saying anything um, about how long he might be out. So we're kind of left up in the air. We don't really know, but that whole offense takes a step back without Fields looking good, um, including Montgomery, who has a nice little schedule from what I hear. He seems to always end that way. And, you know, with uh, Herbert getting hurt, like he could be a yummer, but I don't know about, about that. If Trevor Simeon is, is the starting quarterback, the bummer of all bummers. I mean, let's just stick to bummers for this game. Kyle Pitts, he go, uh, he is, he's on IR. He's out, uh, something bad. He, he's not coming back this season. And even if he could, why would they bring him back? Um, he is out. So uh, the one thing I will say is that, um, you know, he wasn't helping your dynasty team win right now anyway. So there's absolutely no reason to to do much with him unless you're trying to acquire him. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, losing pits, acquiring pits. And there was a fun conversation about somebody trying to justify an absolutely terrible trade off. And you know how I love talking about those and blowing up people's spots. Moving on. Yeah, that game was all bummers. <laughs> Speaking of bummers, we got the Ravens 13-3 to over the Panthers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yummers, how about the receivers on both teams? Demarcus Robinson, if, you, if you're in a pinch and you need a receiver, he seems to be the guy for Lamar Jackson, the only guy he's looking at right now, uh, much to the dismay of Mark Andrews' owners, but 9 for 128 on his nine targets. Demarcus Robinson um, coming over this year from the, uh, from the Chiefs. 
uh, had had a good game and and he was about it. And on the other side, Terrace Marshall. You know, people waited a long time for Terrace Marshall, and he has the eye of uh, Baker Mayfield. He seems to have the eye of whoever's starting. But we're going to get to see some Sam Darnold, so who knows? The bummer would be uh, the two guys you would expect to perform on the Panthers. Um, a bummer for Foreman. You can't rely on him. I was feeling like I could trust him no matter what. Can't trust him. Um, if it's a game where they're not going to win, he uh, he's just not getting the work and can't get anything going. Uh, and then DJ Moore continues to disappoint. Very sad, very disappointing. Bummers, bummers, bummers. All right, we got the Buffalo Bills over the Cleveland Browns, 31-23. to um, Bummer, Nick Chubb with a down game. Um, that is uh, not what we're used to seeing. It was nice to see Kareem Hunt get a little bit of action, but uh, but Chubb definitely had a down game. Uh, I just acquired him in a league. I traded um, in a Debbie league. I traded my first and Blake Corum, that dirty, dirty Wolverine, traded them for Nick Chubb for a team where I'm trying to compete right this second on the NFL side. I shouldn't say NFL side, it's Debbie, so it's all NFL side, but I traded a I think, I mean, want a beer bad, you can confirm for me. Blake Corum seems to be a pretty solid Debbie asset. I'm pretty sure the guy who traded me Chubb, though, he only cared about that first. He's just, he's looking purely future in that way. He wants to make that team his own. So I acquired Chubb, hoping that this was just a game against a much better team and that he'll get back in the swing of things this week. Uh, Yummers, Singletary and Cook both seem to be reliable running backs in this game, but again, they were winning. So 86 yards for each of them. The touchdown goes to Singletary. So um, so yummers for that running game. It'd be nice if one of them was eliminated so we had more of a bottleneck into one guy, but still pretty good. And then a yummers for the uh, for the Browns, Amari Crapper. I hate him, but he's, I mean, he's looking good. He's catching a lot of touchdowns. Um, and the underlying thing here is that Deshaun Watson's coming back soon. So even though we don't really know how that's going to look, and I have my doubts... People are excited uh, about the um, about the weapons doing better, generally speaking. All right, moving on to Barry Crimson's team pulling out the win. The Comanches, 23-10 over the Texans. Um, yummers on the commander side. You got Gibson uh, was active, 18 for 72, so and 31 through the air. I mean, he had 100 all-purpose yards. That's not what you're used to seeing from him, so that's pretty good. Um, I would say no yummers on the other side. I mean, Cooks, I guess, was at, was involved, but generally pretty bad. The bummers, Damian Pierce. Please don't tell me Damian Pierce has hit the rookie wall. I can't deal with it. I need him. I want him. I need him in there. Um, I'll talk about my frozen attempt to five beat later on, but uh, if if Pierce is not going to give the the uh, stats he was giving earlier, that's going to be that's going to be really sad. Um, and I guess McLaurin would be another guy. Need him to put up points, but I think most people are no longer relying on him if you're trying to compete right now. So that's Comanches over the Texans. Man, without Dave, without that blabbermouth Dave, these really go really fast. Am I right? <laughs> Kidding, buddy. Love you. Um, Eagles 17 to 16 over those scrappy Colts. Colts almost pulled this off. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, he's a yummer. 22 for 84 and a touch. Good for Jonathan Taylor. Looking pretty decent in this game against a very solid defense. I don't remember how their running defense is, but it must be pretty good. Defense looks pretty good. 9-1 team. Uh, bummer on that side. Um, I don't know. Pittman, I'd like to see more out of him. 6 for 75. On the Eagles side, um, you have Sanders as the bummer. Uh, very inconsistent, mostly because Hertz runs so much, so you can't really count on him as a as a running uh, as a running back option. You, it's just too quarterback heavy, especially when they get in close. Uh, and the yummer, I guess, Devontae Smith, six for seventy eight on nine targets. You like that? Um, but uh, the people counting on AJ Brown got a bummer. So, Eagles seventeen to sixteen over the Colts. They remain, I believe, the best record in the NFL. Nice, boring game coming up next. Team playing the Vikings tonight is the Patriots. They were 10-3 over the lowly Jets. Everything on the Jets was a bummer. Nothing worked well. There were no stats. Nothing. No running backs. No wide receivers. They may have all not even shown up. I don't know how you start an entire game as Zach Wilson and complete 9 for 22 for 77 yards. It seems unbelievable. Sack four times. Yikes. 
on the other side, Stevenson, I guess, would be the would be the bummer. You've relied on him to have real big stats every week. But in this game, he was very modest, 15 for 26 and 6 for 56. So under 100 yards. I mean, I guess those are good baseline stats, but generally you have been expecting more from him. And the fact that Damian Harris comes in with eight carries for 65, you don't like to see that. Am I right or am I right? Um, so that's... Boy, that game did not have much going on. Yikes. Moving on. Man, I'm flying here. This is great. I'm going to be going to be inside back on the couch before you know it. Relaxing, gearing up for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's a holiday based around eating and watching football. How bad could it be? Hey, why are you not loading? Get me to the next game. Hey, come here. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Hey, there we go. All right. Uh, we got the Saints 27 to 20 over the Rams. The Rams just must be done. You got Stafford. He's concussed again. They're going to just end up putting him on the shelf. Uh, you got Daryl Henderson got released. So it'll, excuse me, so it'll be the Cam Akers show. Um, I guess the, and then we know that Cup is out as well. I guess the yummer on the, on the Rams side would just be, I hear Akers has a great running back schedule for the rest of the year. So that is a positive, I guess, but. If you've got, um, if you've got Perkins or uh, uh, is it Warford? Wolford, starting. I mean, uh, it's just going to be brutal no matter no matter who's back there. So you can't count on anybody for the Rams except for Aaron Donald to to wreck shop. Did he do anything in this game? I'm sure he did. Eh, not really. A couple solo tackles. All right. On the other side, he had Dalton with three touchdowns. He's given you good quarterback numbers. So um, he and his best receiver Olave, they would I guess be the yummers because. They've actually done quite a bit. I mean, it seems like they are in no rush to bring Jameis back, even though Jameis, I think, is the backup quarterback right now. He could play, but they're just going to stick with this. The bummer's got to be Kamara. I mean, he is not reliable right now. I know he had almost 90 um, total yards, but you expect much more of a world-beating effort from from um, uh, Alvin Kamara. So. All right, we got Detroit. We got two teams that are playing today on Thanksgiving. We had Detroit thirty-one to eighteen over the Giants. Um, Swift is the bummer. He's just not getting enough work. I mean, he had five carries for twenty yards. He got it. He had a touchdown. He's had a touchdown every week. He's been back healthy. It seems like, but he's not getting enough work for anybody to be able to rot or rely on it. Uh, the yummer's got to be Jamal Williams. I mean, yeah, 17 for 64, but he punched in three touchdowns. So he is um, he's a very reliable guy. I mean, so reliable, I might trade pits for him. <laughs> Just kidding, a little foreshadowing for, for that terrible offer later. Um, on the other side, uh, Barkley is the bummer. He, he, can't, he just can't be reliable if they're not winning the game. Um, I believe I heard that the stats between them winning versus not winning are, are discrepant for him. So um, 15 for 22, it's not going to get it done, especially against the Lions defense. That seems like something must be wrong there. Uh, and I, I guess the yummer, Wendell Robinson, 9 for 100 on 13 targets. If he's going to be the, the slot receiver for um, for Danny Dimes, it's a pretty exciting little pretty exciting little situation there. Can't complain about that. All right, we got a final in overtime. The Raiders, 22-16 to over the Broncos. We found out what the Raiders needed to do to get a win. They just had to play the terrible, terrible Broncos. Adams, he's the yummer. Seven for 141 and two touchdowns on 13 targets. I wish he could have caught more of those 13 targets, but still, 141 and two is an amazing amount of ink to put on that page. Love it. And Jacobs put up great points. So there's two yummers. I'm not even giving them bummers for this team. That was that was pretty great. Although I guess Carr, again, his stats all went to Adams. Without Adams, he he didn't do much. On the other side, the bummer is always Russell Wilson. He's terrible. He's the worst. Terrible human being. Um, he's, he's not a terrible human being. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But he is uh, bad at football right now. So 247, nothing. He's a bummer. But the yummer, Latavius Murray, they, they released Melvin Gordon. So apparently Latavius Murray... Uh, he the guy. I remember in that first empire that Dave and I joined together, our first touch of dynasty, if you will. I remember picking up this Latavius Murray, this uh, this tall, lanky running back for the Raiders, and I thought this guy's exciting. He had one big game, and and then he was very mediocre after that. But he could be a reliable option down the stretch 
Es possible. All right, uh, Dave isn't here to lament over this one. We don't need the Vikings horn. Skull, skull, skull. Uh, Cowboys 40 to 3 over the Vikings. That's right, 40 to 3. Um, <laughs> uh, Elliott scored two touchdowns. Pollard had two touchdowns in the receiving game with a massive game. Pollard is the yummer. He is great. And it seems like if. If uh, um, Jerry Jones was not so obsessed with Zeke, maybe Pollard could be an absolutely all-time running back is the way it's looking right now. And Prescott looked pretty good kind of managing the game, managing that rushing game. Um, they were all they were all yummers. Uh, you know, the other yummer you got to say is uh, you got to say Trayvon Diggs covering Justin Jefferson. That's got to be a yummer because he forced the bummer of Justin Jefferson three for 33. Um, if you were relying on him, oh, I don't know, to survive in a guillotine league, then Diggs really ruined your day on that. Um, the yummer, I guess, Dalvin Cook still involved, um, even in a in a loss. He had 11 for 72, so that's a nice baseline because really they shouldn't have been throwing or uh, running the ball at all with how bad they were losing pretty much this entire game. But yeah, sorry, Dave, the Vikings are not going to keep pace with the Eagles. Um, we're looking at uh, we're looking at eight and two for your Minnesota Vikings. All right, let's get to Cincinnati over the Steelers, thirty-seven to thirty. Last scoring in this game. Uh, Mixon got knocked out. I think uh, it was a concussion. Don't know if he's playing this week, but Samaje Pirine in his stead, three touchdowns, doing the Jamal Williams show. Uh, that's Samaje Pirine, and T. Higgins also 9 for 148 on 13 targets. So a couple of real yummers on the Cincinnati side. The bummer is Mixon going out. On the Steelers' side, you got Najee Harris coming through. So he's a yummer, 20 for 90 and 2. I'd personally try to sell him off of this if I could. I'm just, I haven't been impressed, and that offensive line is bad, and it's not a winning team, and there's a lot of reasons to be down on, on Najee Harris, but uh, he did have a good game this week. Um, and, uh, another couple of yummers, Pickens and Fryermuth were, were great Pickens. Looks like he is the number one receiver. Bummer. What's wrong with Deontay Johnson? I've never trusted him. I've never had him. I don't think I've ever had him on a team other than a, a redraft. And I even regretted that, but I will say, um, he had been pretty consistent and in this game he disappeared. So no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on with that. All right, let's go to Sunday night. Waiting on day for Sunday night. All right, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, 30-27 to 27 over the Chargers. Fat Pat Mahomes, 329-3. He's a yummer. All three touchdowns went to his favorite receiver, Travis Kelsey, 6 for 115-3. and three. That's a yummer. couple of real yummers. No big bummers other than his receiving core is dwindling, but don't matter for Mahomes. On the other side, you got Justin Herbert. Uh, he threw two touchdowns to Josh Palmer, has to be the yummer. Um, Josh Palmer uh, got to play more because Mike Williams, the bummer, the bummer of all bummers, he's king bummer, actually, Mike Williams. Uh, he played and got hurt pretty much right away. So he ended up with one catch for 15 yards, and then that was it. So uh, so he went out of the game, and Palmer and Allen had a good game in his stead. So you got a couple of reliable guys you could start there. Eckler was a Eckler was a, a yummer, so lots of yummers for the Chargers. Ultimately, this was the decent scoring game with a lot of studs that you had hoped it would be. And finally, we go to Monday Night Football. Are you ready for some football? I don't think they use that sign anymore, but that's okay. 49ers, 38-10 to 10 over the Cardinals. Jimmy Garoppolo, four touchdowns. He was tossing them all over the place. He is a yummer. You can, I, I don't know, I trust him. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I should. Maybe it's just that jawline that I'm really digging, but I, I trust him. I'd put him in there. Um <laughs> Although that being said, I have a double super flex league and I'm starting three other quarterbacks ahead of him, ahead of him. I think it's Tua, Gino and Brady. So, I don't know, those are pretty good options over him, but I guess uh, I guess he is riding the pine in one of the places I have him, but don't judge me. 
uh, all your all your stars had had yards. I mean, or uh, had had some points. You had Ayuk with a couple touchdowns, Kittle with a couple touchdowns. You had Samuel run one in. So ultimately, a yummy game for the 49ers. On the other side was the Bummers. You had uh, Kyler Murray not play. Boy, that guillotine league. I think there were guys like Kyler Murray that were still in people's starting lineups, even though they didn't play, and I still got knocked out. Disappointing. Um, but I guess, you know, Nuke Nuke is back. He's reliable. He's a yummer. And Connor has scored um, pretty much in every game since he's been healthy. So nice baseline for those guys as a couple of yummers. So there's your yummers and bummers from week 11. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to take a second to sip my coffee, take a quick break, and then we will come back and I've got some leagues to talk about and I'll go through my over-unders for the Thanksgiving games. What does Dave say? We'll be back in two and two. I had a dream that the whole world was staring at me. I woke up and wasn't no one there. Wasn't no one there. Wiz Khalifa bringing us back in. That is Fly Solo. That's right. I found a couple of songs with solo in the title just to emphasize that I am alone and Dave is with family instead of me. All right. But that's okay because I found my over-unders for Thanksgiving Day. By the time you listen to this, you might see if I'm uh, crazy or crazy like a fox. Um, Just to make clear, I have not won an over-under yet. Uh, But... I feel really good about today's. The way I decided to do it was $5 contest for each game today. I did all in, so it's a 20 times payout. So I could win 100 bucks for each game if I get all the over-unders correctly. Um, I only do overs because I hate cheering for somebody not to meet their total. I did an under of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for 1.5 rushing yards because Zach convinced me that if he kneels down it's gonna drop it's gonna you know be a negative and blah 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 and then he he stumbled forward for three yards or something and so i don't do unders um i only do overs and uh i try to stick to yards because the touchdowns i think are fluky but here's what i decided to do so first game we have the bills and we have the lions amon or st brown i'm thinking they're gonna be behind and so they're gonna be throwing a lot so over under 75.5 rushing yards i went with the over Jamal Williams, over under 3.5 receiving yards. I know he's not the receiving back. He's been right around this total. In my mind, one quick dump off, and he's got that, and I'm hoping he can get that. Diggsy, I went with the touchdowns. He catches one touchdown, he's done. I think the Detroit secondary is bad enough. Um, I can't remember Okuda's plan, but I, I think Diggs is good enough. He can overcome that, even though Jeff Okuda, you know he's an Ohio State Buckeye, not an Akron Zip Dave. Uh, so Diggsy, I picked over 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Josh Allen, he's a scrambler. He can run. He runs like a running back, a big giant running back. So over under 41.5 rushing yards, I picked uh, the over. And finally, because I think the, um, because I think the, uh, because I think the Bills are going to win this game fairly easily, I went with the kicker, Tyler Bass, and I went with seven and a half kicking points. So a couple extra points, a couple field goals, and he'll have that total. And hopefully that will lead to me winning 100 bucks. Second game, we have the Cowboys and the Giants. So I went with Dak. Over under 10.5 rushing yards? I mean, that seems silly. One little scramble. One little, little tiny little scramble. That's all I asked for. Tony Pollard, 18.5 receiving yards. Give me that dump off. Let him scamper. I think that'll be good. Even though the Giants defense has been has been pretty good. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee's nuts. You know I can't quit him. I'm wearing his jersey today to Thanksgiving at Claire's house. Uh, over under 75.5 receiving yards. I had to do that because you know I love CeeDee. I love cheering for CeeDee. And I've got him pretty much everywhere. 
Um, I realize how often I have these players when they're ruled out late and I have to go in and find all the leagues and take them out of all the leagues. Last year on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning, CD was ruled out and I had to go in and get him taken out of probably 25 leagues or so. It was ridiculous. All right, Daniel Jones, I mean, he'll throw an interception. Diggs, whoever, they're going to get in there. They're going to pick him off. So over under a half an interception had to do it. Did the same thing. I think I've won that one twice with uh, Dalton on getting an interception. So, And then Darius Slayton, same same thinking as, um, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I messed that up. I was going to do an under on Darius Slayton. My thinking being he's the only receiving option really for the for the Giants on the outside right now. And I was thinking Diggs would probably wrap him up and eliminate him from getting anything. But I accidentally put the over. That was going to be an under. I went too fast. All right, well, I guess now I'm rolling with Darius Slayton. Hopefully he can bust one free. Maybe you have Diggs not being on him consistently because he's not as good as Justin Jefferson, obviously. <laughs> um, so maybe he's not draped all over him. Maybe there's a little bit more uh, variance of where they play Diggs. So I guess... I'm a Darius Slayton fan today. Well, that feels dirty. Finally, we have the Minnesota Vikings playing the Patriots tonight. All right. This is uh, no shocker to anyone. Kirk Cousins, half an interception. Yeah, I picked the over. He will throw an interception to Bill Belichick's defense. Justin Jefferson, I went with the 19.7 fantasy points. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm thinking that he, um, you know, he'll he'll get his. They don't have the shutdown capabilities that they once had. Um, and it just felt like 19.7 fantasy points allows for a little bit more freedom to get those points. Receptions, touchdowns, yards. Um, it isn't reliant on one stat line at all. TJ Hawkinson, over under 43.5 receiving yards. I went with the over. I mean, he's a safety blanket. He's a binky for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins drops back. Ah, spaz, he panics. Blah, throw it to somebody. Well, you got a 6'5 monstrous target from Iowa that he's that he can throw it to, and he's been getting a lot of targets. So I'm thinking he can get, get me 44 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, this may have been a little bit ambitious, but I went over 91.5 rushing and receiving yards. Um, combined. So I'm hoping he gets going. I'm hoping he does what he typically does. It does make me nervous though. That is a high total, but I just figured if he gets going in either the receiving or the rushing game, uh, he could get maybe over that. And I also like doing the combined because then I'm not, you know, if you pick over under 50 rushing yards and then he's got a big reception, it's really frustrating because that doesn't count for what you're going for. So I went with the combined, but 91 is a 91.5 is a scary total to try to reach. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, 13.1 fantasy points. I was having a hard time finding a fifth player in this game that I really felt good about. Jacoby Myers, again, slot guy for Mac Jones. Actually, I don't know if he plays in the slot. He's that may, I may be uh, I may have been assuming that, but um, he's a nice target for Mac Jones. So I'm hoping he can get me 13 points. I mean, what would that be? That would be let's say he gets four catches, 90 yards, five catches, 80 yards. Eh, it's a little high, but we'll do the best we can. All right, so that's my so that's my over unders for Thanksgiving. Can't wait to come back with Dave next week. Talk about how that went. And uh, see if I was anywhere close to accurate on that. All right, let's talk about a couple of leagues here. So let's start with let's start with Frozen. Frozen started uh, four years ago. This is our fifth year, and this is you know humble brag. This is the one that I've won all four years, and I I've done a lot of work on it, but also I've I've had luck definitely. Um, definitely uh come my way it was either last year or the year before i was in the championship against my lovely wife she chose to start Zeke or pollard over zeke and zeke ended up getting the points she would have needed and pollard didn't so i've had some lucky some lucky moments um definitely the situation that we're in this year i mean i i have absolutely decimated my future assets um, I mean, I have some young guys, but I have no picks, like literally no picks. I traded two fourths this year for Disley when I didn't have Andrews, but ultimately no picks at all. So I, I can't really do anything. I've also kind of been blackballed a little bit in terms of people being willing to trade with me. Um, so I'm rolling with the team that I have and just hoping that I can make it. Now I just did an updated standings 
because we have double matchup weeks, including this coming week where you play the two people in your division in one week. And Sleeper does not have those capabilities as of now to do a double matchup week. We, we got out of Fantrax onto Sleeper. We like it a lot better for a lot of reasons, but that would not be one of them. Hopefully Sleeper will add that at some point. So I'm keeping a manual spreadsheet of the... Uh, it, it basically, I update it every two weeks, and basically it says sleeper record and real record. And then now I'm going to start doing, if the playoffs started today, here's what would happen. So if the playoffs started today, uh, let's see here. Uh, posted it the other night. Bow. Oh, actually, I don't need to go to that because I have it written right here. Uh, if the playoffs started today, Claire and Dave, my wife and my co-host, would each have a first round bye. They are each at the top of their respective divisions, nine and three, um, and a lot of points. Uh, Claire actually has 14 more total points than me, um, so I'm no longer the point leader, but uh, she's winning her division, so it doesn't matter. Uh, third place is Joey winning his division at nine and three. And I am in fourth place, winning my division at seven and five. Uh, had some bad luck this year. Eh, we could talk about that. Uh, James is getting in as the first wild card based on record. He is eight and four, but he's in a strong division, so he'd make it in. And the uh, second wild card team would be most points of all the non-division winners and non-record wild card team, and that's Kurt with eighteen eighty-three total points. Um, so. I'm in a weird situation because uh, Kurt started talking to me about a potential blockbuster deal that would pretty much eliminate me from the potential of a five-peat. And I'm, he didn't offer it to me. He said, what would you think about this? He has nine first-round picks in 2023 and 2024. And he said, what would you say if I offered you those nine first-round picks, of, of which a few would be high? For Mahomes, C.D., and Higgins. And I thought, man, that's that's pretty crazy. You know, the league would probably be up in arms. I, I would all, ultimately what it would be would be that I would be almost forfeiting my chance at a five-peat, which is already insane to even have a chance at that. Uh, but I would be rebuilding stronger moving forward. I know it's hard to say stronger when you're losing Mahomes, but, you know, let's be honest. So I, I, I said, you know, I, I just, I, I will make the, I, I can't miss the playoffs because my division is so bad. The two teams in my division are literally horrible. I literally have like a six game lead on them and I get to play them both this week at the same time and knock them even further down. So I will be making the playoffs and I, I just don't think as long as you make it in the playoffs, anything can happen. All of a sudden I get a little bit of health going and I'm good to go. So I think uh, I said, well, if I if I uh, at the end of the season, maybe we can talk about that. Now, I don't know if Kurt would actually do that once the season's over, because then you get that rookie fever going. But something to think about. I don't know. I, I'm in that situation where um, I just I'll make the playoffs and then you see what you're happening. I see what's going to happen. So my starting lineup in this league, uh, I think we're I don't think we have buys this week. I think this week is buy free. So I've got Lamar Jackson, Montgomery, Pierce, C.D., Higgins, Will Disley filling in for Pitts, who uh, is out as we talked about, and then Mark Andrews. This is a start two tight end league. And then I got Leonard Fournette. Hopefully he can maintain that job. Elijah Mitchell, who seems to weirdly be getting work. Jeff Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyler Bass. And then, you know, my bench, I've got, a, I've got Pickett, and I've got, like, Mostert, couple of guys like that Garrett Wilson is on my bench but ultimately not a deep team either a couple injuries and I'd be I'd be pretty much done so it's it's a it's a definitely a definitely a strange um situation fall of the Roman Empire um the original Roman was the one was the Empire League that I ended the same year that Dave ended our original Emperor League uh, Empire League implies that uh, if a team wins the championship two years in a row, the league ends and may or may not start over, but it uh, it ends as its current uh, current form. And this is the one where Kurt convinced me that I was competing and that I should go for it. So I 
decided that I that I would. So I acquired Devontae Adams from him. That was for Dobbins and and uh, and Jamo. Um, I acquired Dak and Swift and Jonathan Taylor. So I I beefed up my running back core a little bit. Now again, I did lose Pitts in this league, so that's frustrating. But as I mentioned before, he's not really he hasn't really been helping anybody win, so it doesn't really matter. The trade that I made last week, and I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but I made another big one. I was doing some negotiating. I acquired Josh Jacobs and Ramondre Stevenson, who are the uh, number six and number 10 running backs, I think, this year, something along those lines. And I traded Darnell Mooney, Devontae Smith, and 100% of my rookie budget. This is in 2023. This is a... um, a rookie auction where depending on where you finish in the playoffs slash consolation bracket, you get money for a rookie auction. So I traded all of that. Um, and the appeal I think was that if I were to miss the playoffs, that total could be a lot. So it was enough to get it done. Got two stud running backs, although I felt dirty because I don't like acquiring running backs. The deal I'm trying to get done right now with he who should not be named we have a lot of he who should not be named, Zach, named actually, um, now that I think about it. But this particular guy, uh, he's 3-7, and seven, and he's got Mahomes, and he's got Kelsey. And I want him. I want him bad. And uh, I'm going to pull up my... I'm going to pull up my text and see if I can check this out here. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Where is it? Where is it? Nope. Is it here? Nope. Is it here? Nope. Um, is it where is that message? I sent him such a big one. I know this is a very fun. I know this is fun for everyone involved, right? boy i can't find it all right anyway i was trying to make my final i was trying to make my final push to get um uh to get kelsey and mahomes and my offer was started with dak i switched it to burrow i figured you know you're getting two years younger you're going from number one to number five i would think that would be something um something appealing I offered Swift, who my argument was they seem to not be using him because he's their future and they want to keep him healthy and they don't want to use him up because this year they're not going anywhere and they have Jamal Williams, but he's still performing and getting a touchdown seemingly every week, even though he's not the main guy. Um, and then I offered Mike Williams, who, you know, take it, take him for what it is. I, I figured I'd offer him because I'm, I'm sick of his inconsistencies, but you can't deny he's a talent. And then finally, um, uh, and then finally, uh, Pat Fryermuth. So again, you're getting like 10 years younger or something. Um, 10 years younger at, uh, at, uh, at tight end. So, you know, my thinking is this guy just kept saying like, no, we're going to hold, we're going to hold, we're going to see where we're at. We're going to hold made the comment, I mean, you're clearly going for a championship. Yeah, I'm not trying to hide that, buddy. Like, obviously, I'm trying to push in and go for a championship. That That is not the point. Um, the The point is, I'm I'm giving you, you... Not that anyone should ever trade Mahomes, but this guy's team is terrible. I mean, he is 3-7 and seven with Mahomes and Kelsey balling out. So my response was, you get a little younger, you get four guys that you can start for two, and... You know, if you've done this long enough, you realize holding the holding the ball on Kelsey is going to bite you in the butt. I mean, he is not a future piece for you. And so, you know, get out from under him. And then Kurt said, well, did you try to just get Kelsey? Yeah, I tried to just get Kelsey, and they weren't having that either. We're just going to hold. We're just going to hold. All right, fine. That's no no worries. I My team's probably better off staying where I'm at now and not giving up all those other assets. Um yeah, that's not true. I'd be better with Kelsey and Mahomes. Who am I kidding? But uh, it was an annoying response, and um, I don't know. Ultimately, this guy needs needs a tutor or needs to, you know, people are so scared to pull the trigger. I think we've talked about that. Um, I think we've talked about that on the pod before. You know, people are scared to pull the trigger on trades. They're scared to make the wrong move. And if you only have one or two teams, then I can understand that. 
because you're not as comfortable and you, um, you know, you, you, you have one of your favorite players on this one team. Well, you're not going to trade them because then you're trading away your favorite player. Well, for me, I've got 35 teams. And so like, for example, when I traded Garrett Wilson, it was like, well, I've got him on a million teams. Why would I worry about keeping him on this one team if it can make my team better? Winning a dynasty fantasy football championship is one of the best feelings you can have, and there you can't put a price on that. There is no loyalty to these players. If it can help me win, I'm going to do it, and that is that. My last topic for today, we're talking about pits. So if you lose pits for the year in a dynasty league, what do you do? And I think Kurt posed me this question the other day. He had asked me, uh, he had texted me, like, what are you doing here? Well, I think ultimately, if I'm not competing, then obviously I'm holding Pitts. I mean, Pitts is 21, already flashed as tight end six or something, not with a bad quarterback, bad team situation. So if I'm a bad team, I'm holding him. He's the future at tight end. If I'm a good team, I didn't get good by having Pitts. So I'm probably fine. I'm probably surviving. For me, at least, I go heavy tight end in all my leagues. So there are very few teams where I am now without a tight end. Um, Although losing Goddard hurt because a lot of places I have the two of them. Uh, So I'm ultimately not... I'm not trading him away really in any scenario. I... If somebody offered the moon for him on a team that I was competing, then in theory I would consider it. But as we all know, people are not offering the moon. People see an injury like this and they think that they can get in and lowball you and get a nice little deal. And that just is not going to happen. Um, People need to realize that this is not like you're not going to get a guy like Pitts for for a bunch of running backs. So I'm going to have to What is this? Oh, that's something else. All right. So anyway, I had this offer. This is a C to C league. So my NFL team is not competing. My college side should help me going into next year, but but ultimately, I'm sitting here with Pitts, and now he's on IR. Great. Well, I get this trade offer. And the trade offer was... Oh, my gosh. I have to look now. It was... Oh, jeez. Actually, I'm going to get to it because he's going to post it. So, actually... Eh. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. All right. So, the offer was ultimately Jamal Williams and Naheem Hines and Caleb Huntley... And Deion Jackson, I think it was those four running backs for Pitts. And he says, R3Dog21, offer sent. And I responded, I didn't see an offer. And he says, it said you rejected it. I resent it. And so then I go, sorry, my sarcasm didn't come through. Allow me to clarify. What you sent is not a serious offer. No team, rebuilding or competing, would ever accept that offer. It does not warrant a counter or conversation of any kind. So, yeah, a little snarky, but sometimes an offer is so bad that it needs a little bit of snark because people need to be told this is not how we do things. That We are living in a society. His response, I mean, I could see how a team that is win-now mode might want the 13th best running back, but yeah, I gotcha. Plus, please tell me what Pitts has done over his first two years besides be hyped up. All right, so now this guy goes into trying to convince us all that Pitts is garbage. And then he wants to trade Jamal Williams. Well, I don't blame him. Trade Jamal Williams, but you ain't getting pits. Come on, that's unreasonable. Make an offer if interested. Last chance before the deadline. So then Kurt comes in because as Kurt tends to do, he, uh, you know, he's a beautiful mind. He likes to make his justification and his argument. He likes to get in his, his two cents. A PPR tight end six finish as a 21-year-old rookie is nothing but hype. At a position that takes the longest to develop at in the NFL, I got to think that's seen as something. Did you really offer 27-year-old Jamal Williams to the team in second to last place for Pitts and then try to justify it? That's precious. Then back to, uh, um, uh, we'll, we'll, call him, uh, we'll call him Caleb. 
Tight end six is equal to the wide receiver 35. In 2021, Kendrick Bourne scored more than Pitts. And I'm sorry I didn't look to see whose team is good or not. I'm in 70 leagues. Was just going through my leagues and sending trades out as a buy low since he almost since he's most likely done for this year. And by the way, yes, Dave, I can hear you laughing that I do read the same voice for all of these guys when I read a conversation. I already know that I do. You don't have to make fun of me for it. But now I'm very aware and self-conscious. All right, back to Kurt. I don't see what that has to do with anything. Does Kendrick Bourne play tight end? Do we have to start someone who plays tight end in the tight end position, right? So theoretically, if all the players who can actually be started in the tight end position, he's skilled, he scored still scored the sixth most points. I was using the new feature to put in this year that tells you who owns him in your leagues. All right. It's only a 50-point difference from tight end six to tight end 20. That's not really that big of a difference in my opinion. Lots of mediocre tight ends from 2021. Back to Kurt. Yeah, but tight ends don't typically break out until year three, age 25. The fact we've seen anything from that freak of an athlete at all pretty already is pretty incredible in my opinion and having a down year at an age where many tight ends are not even in the NFL yet with Mariota throwing him the ball hard for me to to say he's nothing but hype at that point what has any tight end outside of Kelsey or Andrews done other than be hyped I get not paying attention to sending out offers in that many leagues though I post a screenshot of anyone who accept those offers though I did get one today he this guy claims that he traded Christian Kirk for Pitts in a dynasty and I said, wow, sounds like a guy that will get frustrated and quit soon because that is real bad. And then he showed a picture of my offer. And his justification was, see, it wasn't just Williams for Pitts straight up. Oh, my Lord. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll try to wrap this up with a couple of hopefully funny comments. So I put out, I said, put out a, pitter, a Twitter poll on that trade. It'll be 100% for the Pitts side. Maybe four votes on the other side. Williams' mom, Hines' mom, Jackson's mom, Huntley's mom. Uh, and he meant it to be for a competitive team. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, Kurt with the justification. Then some other guys come in, and everybody's agreeing. Pitts is a generational talent. Right before the season, I traded Najee and Hawk for Pitts in a tight end premium. I mean, people are, you know, people are going crazy. And the other thing is, you know, he's coming after Pitts, so obviously he's a fan of Pitts. So it's pretty silly to try to justify why he's so bad. Um, let's see. I think I made one more. Um, oh, and then I decided to let him know that I hope he's doing well in his 69 redraft leagues. <laughs> Because this guy does not seem to understand Dynasty. Because Pitts is 21 years old, people. And he goes, I'm in like 65 Dynasty Leagues. Pitts has done nothing, my guy. All right, well, great. Um, Let's see. He's arguing touchdowns because Pitts doesn't score touchdowns. And then the offer. And then the conversation dwindled. So anyway... Lowball offers coming at me for pits. Basically, if I get an offer in my inbox, I assume it's going to be bad. People are not even trying to come up with something that's going to be accepted. That's fine. I'm used to that. Um, but coming after pits, you better bring your A game or it ain't going to work. And sometimes you just don't have the firepower or the stuff that you're willing to trade. Um, and that's what I have to say about that. All right, let me get to the theme song. All right, and we are going to wrap it up there, everybody. Keep it to just about an hour. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. This is Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. Typically, today it's just Ralph, so that's me. Dave, uh, if you end up listening to this, hopefully I did you proud, buddy. Um, everybody enjoy time with family, with friends, with football, with a feast. It's a lot of F's. We don't like F's words on this show typically, but make an exception just now. And, uh, we will come back to you next week to talk about week 12, including the Thanksgiving day games. Enjoy. I hope your teams play well and, uh, we'll for sure do better next time because Dave will be here. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.